Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only. Hello, Grinders, and welcome to The Weekend Grind. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here with uh, a new person that you guys haven't uh, heard. His name is Will. He goes by uh, Chief Justice on Roto Grinders, uh, Chief Justice 06. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, you know, he's ranked number 77 grinder, 62 heavyweight. He's been to two uh, live finals. Uh, pretty smart DFS player, and uh, he's going to, you know, kind of talk to, talk about the slate with us this weekend. So, uh, you know, as you're listening, give him a nice round of applause. Here he is. Will, how's it going over there? Man, it's going great, man. Happy to be here, uh, ready to dive into the slate. Yeah, excited to have you. Uh, real quick, uh, you know, where, where can we find you on Twitter? I'm at Travis Mangone. It's T-R-A-V-I-S-M-A-N-G-O-N-E. But where can we find you for the people so they can uh, uh, find your find your content, find your opinions, and maybe ask you some questions? Sometimes? Oh, man, man, going, you're going to think I'm head chopper. I actually don't even use Twitter. How about that? Oh, man, I'm, you don't use Twitter? I'm, oh, I'm wow. throwback, man. I'm throwback. Reach me by email. Oh, wow. All right. Well, you don't got it. You know, we guess we won't be getting you. Maybe one day we'll be able to convince you to get on it. But uh, yeah, uh, happy to have you here. Uh, and man, that, man, that's crazy. Uh, the, the DFS Twitter world is too much fun not to be a part of man. between the uh, between the draft, the, the draft cheat trolling and the, you know, the, the, the fun we always have with Siege on Twitter and just all the all the fun stuff that happens man I, that's crazy but uh hey all good uh you know old school kind of guy and uh obviously we'll have to you know people will just have to listen to you here to uh you know get your thoughts and opinions uh, let's dive right in uh we're gonna go game by game guys we'll talk obviously FanDuel, DraftKings. uh we'll just kind of discuss the slate go game by game breakdown for you we are talking about the main slate so if you're looking for any early slate content uh you know that's over there somewhere else on road garage i'm sure you can find some type of early slate information uh ready to dive in will i am ready all right, first uh, first game we have up here. We have Rich Hill versus Max Scherzer. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers against the Washington Nationals. And man, like this is a game that we looked at yesterday, and uh, and yeah, I mean, I guess today technically we're doing this the night before, but uh, we were all interested in Max Scherzer against the Dodgers on Friday. I'm assuming we'll be all interested in him again uh, on Saturday. Is he the cash game pitcher and like probably the best raw points pitcher on this slate for you, Will? Absolutely, uh, especially with this Dodgers lineup. I don't know, you know, how you feel about hot and cold streaks, but uh, I'm a big believer in that. And these Dodgers haven't done anything this season that that, has, that have terrified me against Max Scherzer. I mean, if you look at the numbers, Max is striking out righties at a whopping 44.7 percent, uh, lefties at 27 and a half percent. He does give up a little bit of, of hard contact. Uh, and does have a, a little bit of a, a fly ball tendency at times. But uh, this Dodgers lineup is nothing that I'm going to be afraid of. Uh, I mean, even if you, you look at the, uh, the the top of this lineup, Taylor, Peterson, Turner, Grandal, Bellinger, I mean, these guys have been striking out a fair amount this year. Uh, I was watching the Dodgers-Miami game uh, on Thursday, and uh, I was listening to one of the commentators. He said, you wouldn't believe this. If Miami wins today, them and the Dodgers are going to have the exact same record. That tells you how bad this team has been playing. So I'm all in on Max Scherzer and cash games. I don't think, you know, I have to give you too much analysis there. He's the king of the hill right now. Yeah, I mean, the stat I saw on Twitter that I thought was interesting about how bad the Dodgers are was uh, if the Dodgers, uh, you know, if they go 600 the rest of the way, uh, you know, they win six out of 10 games, you know, the rest of the way uh, of every 10 games, they, they, they win percentages of 600, they'll win 88 games on the season only. Like, that's just how bad they've been. Like, you would think if you won, like, six out of your your, your 10 games the rest of the year, you'd be better than uh, 88 <laughs> wins. But, yeah, no, they have been bad. Uh, that is yes. definitely a fact, and uh, I think we can target them here. I mean, if you look at the, you know, pull up the plate IQ, yeah, the, the K percentage is at, uh, you know, where is it at? 20, 20% uh, against righties, 20.4%. But, hey, this is Max Scherzer, some guy who's matchup proof, right? Uh, and you got a guy like Justin Turner, who is obviously good, but, uh, you know, that 11% K, it might be a little lower than it should be, bringing some of it down with the, the new uh, sample size. But I don't know. I just think this is a spot where we have to be uh, targeting Max. He's the best pitcher on the mound, probably the safest guy, and uh, definitely a great option to pay up for. So um, I'm kind of all in on Max right now. Uh, the only debate on uh, maybe not going a guy like Max Scherzer would be uh, 
you know, if you want to go to Severino or Pax, I think that's obviously going to be something that's in the discussion. So we'll kind of, uh, you know, kind of have to see how that all uh, shapes up and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you need the savings, obviously Severino would be a great pivot in Paxton. It uh, at, at, looks like he's going to be a sub 10K today. Uh, definitely someone we can look at when we get there. But uh, if you had to tell me an, an automatic 10 strikeouts on this slate, uh, I think you have to look at Max Scherzer. Yeah, and uh, it's weird. Actually, I don't know if this game is for sure on the slate. I, it's at 8.05, and it's got Rorick and Hill. It, it's on the slate, but for some reason, they have Rorick in there on the FanDuel DraftKings. I'm, I believe Scherzer's going to be in there and not Rorick. Uh, we, on our Rotor Garners page, we have Scherzer, but I'm yeah. seeing Rorick in some other spots. But uh, I don't know. I guess give a break. If Rorick's in there, would you have any interest in the Dodgers offense? Or probably not. Like you said, they haven't been that great this year, and we'd probably pass on them. Rorick's pretty efficient too, but uh, I don't know what they're doing with the pitchers. And obviously, recording the night before, sometimes that can be a bit confusing. So uh, still yeah. kind of agree. I mean, that's obviously not like Max Scherzer, but if Rorick's in there, you probably wouldn't want to be targeting this offense, uh, this Dodgers offense that much anyways, correct? No, not at all. I just, at this stage in the game with the Dodgers, Dodgers being ice cold, uh, I just don't want to invest any virtual salary into the Dodgers until they heat up. Uh, All right. Now, what about Rich Hill uh, on the opposite side? He's an interesting uh, guy. Obviously, we got the Dodgers bullpen to worry about. We have the pitch count to worry about, the finger. I mean, he's just uh, got a whole lot going on there against the uh, you know Washington Nationals. Do you have any interest in that, him or this Nationals offense? Well, this was two or three years ago. Uh, I'd actually love Rich Hill, you know, a guy that typically has a pretty substantial K rate, but just so many injuries have plagued this guy over and over, a splinter here, a splinter there. Uh, You know, Rich Hill is just someone I I don't want to invest in. Uh, I'm I'm not as afraid of the Washington offense as most, especially with, you know, Daniel Murphy being out and all of the injuries that have plagued them. Uh, But Rich Hill is just so unreliable. Uh, He's not going to have a high pitch count. Uh, for one, and he's not going to get a lot of run support here. So uh, I just I just don't have any interest in Rich Hill uh, on this slate. Yep, same with me. No, no interest, right? Unless I hear there's like this like like amazing pitch count or something. But I don't know. I think I'm going to stay away and just find some cheaper options instead. Ready to go on to the next game? Absolutely. All right, next game on the slate, we have the San Diego Padres and the Pittsburgh Pirates. This is Clayton Richard against Nick Kingham. And, uh, you know, I, I see a little bit around the rotor grinders thing. I don't know what the weather is, uh, and this is way ahead. So uh, we'll obviously not worry about weather too much. But just breaking this game down, I mean, my first thought when I saw this game was, hey, uh, Nick Kingham, he's uh, been pretty good so far to start out. I don't know much about him. The price is up on FanDuel at 8600 which is kind of crazy to me. And then on DraftKings, he's a pretty nice price tag. Let me see. Uh, 7,600 over there. So my first thought was, you know, I saw the, uh, I saw the Padres and I said, Hey, we like this stream right-handed pitchers against the Padres. Nick Kingham, kind of an interesting play more so on DraftKings. I think of that, think of that 7,600 price tag where you have to play two pitchers. What's your take on Kingham here? Do you have any interest in him? Or do you know more about him than I do? Cause he's been good so far, but I don't know. I'm not willing to, you know, pay some of this price uh, completely on him. I don't think, but the matchup's great. Well, you know, on FanDuel with this price being, uh, you know, a whopping 8600 I'm just not sure if I, I want to invest in him, especially if Scherzer happens to take the mound. Now, if Scherzer's not going to play, and I know I'm basing a lot of this on, on Scherzer, but he's going to be the biggest name out there tomorrow. If Scherzer uh, doesn't play, then I, I do have a little bit of interest in Kingdom. Uh, you look at this Padres lineup. Jankowski, Hosmer, Perella, Cordero, Lopez. I mean, if you guys are pulling up plate IQ, I mean, you look at these strikeout rates, 22%, 21%, 36%, 32%. I've got a lot of interest in a guy uh, that's striking out righties at a, at a 43% clip. Even though they're going to run out a bunch of lefties at him, he's striking out lefties at about 15 and a half. Uh, I have no problems with that, especially with this depleted lineup. Uh, about the only guy that scares me here in this lineup is maybe Eric Hosmer. I know most people probably will think Franchi Cordero, but with Franchi's strikeout rate, Eric Hosmer is the only person that's going to scare me. In fact, he may be the only base runner most of the game. So I uh, don't have really any interest in the Padres lineup, but Kingdom is definitely someone I think we can invest in, especially on DraftKings at that uh, suppressed price of 7600 uh, you know, we can stream pitchers all day against the Padres, and I think this is another good chance to do that. 
Yeah, agree with you on that. What about on the opposite side, Clayton Richard? Any interest in him or some of these righties maybe? Like, uh, I don't know, Max Maxwell Moroff has always been good to me. It feels like whenever I play this guy in my FanDuel cash lineup, whether it was this year or last year, whenever he's batting first and he's just cheap, it feels like he always uh, ends up coming through for me. It's like always a winning night whenever Maxwell Moroff just ha- happens to fall on my teams. So I always get a, like, a really good feeling when I see that guy in my lineup. So, uh, I mean, I think some of these righties against Clayton Richard are kind of interesting, though. I mean, he's just really cheap around the industry like Vandal specifically drafting still got a pretty good price Josh Bell is a fun guy to roster too uh you know Francisco Cervelli he's been hitting the ball pretty well uh a catcher position which is not fun to roster on draft because we got to play someone uh do you have any any interest in these Pirates bats uh absolutely I mean Clayton Richard is it hasn't been as efficient this year as he has as he's been in the past uh, if you look at his past starts over the past several seasons uh, he's a guy that's really relied on on the ground ball rate and while his ground ball rate may still be be somewhat around you know uh, 40 50 percent he's really been just giving up the runs every single game I mean you know I'm thinking about a few starts ago uh, when he was pitching against Colorado, maybe it was two or three starts, but you know Colorado's been so cold and they lit this guy up for I think five or six runs in San Diego. So you know Clayton Richard is not someone I'm going to have a lot of interest in. I'm definitely uh, going to want to invest in these these Pirates bats. In fact, you know one of my favorite Pirate bats is Cervelli, and I, I like him even more most times when he's in that six or seven spot. It suppresses the ownership, uh, but Cervelli Bell. Uh, I, I, I don't really like David Freeze, but uh, against Clayton Richard, you know, sign me up. Sean Rodriguez, he strikes out a fair amount, but he's got a little pop in his bat. And uh, until Marte comes back, maybe we can get some Ozuna action tomorrow. Maybe they'll run him out and give him a few at-bats. So definitely have some, some slight interest in this uh, Pittsburgh offense against Clayton Richard. Yeah, I can see getting Ozuna in there, and I like him. He's obviously a good guy to roster, too. I mean, this could be a great spot for, like, a really cheap stack. Like, it could be that perfect stack that fits in with Max Scherzer where you have all these cheap guys that you fill in, and then you still feel like you can get a pretty nice offense with them. So uh, I-, I love that. I think it's a good cause. Like, the, you know, one of the cheaper stacks that could be interesting uh, on the slate. Uh, no interest in Padres, right? Want to just move on to the next game? Uh, I do want to give one more quick tidbit, though, that 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 will kind of kind of uh, boost up our – our leverage here with the Pirates. You know, the Pirates are averaging five and a half runs at home uh, versus four and a half on the road. So a lot of times you look at this Pirates offense, uh, they get really hot and they've been hot at home. Uh, so, you know, just to kind of, you know, give you a little insight there, I really love this Pirates offense at home. So, yeah, that, that's all I want to plug in. We can move on to the next game. All right, on to the next one. We got the Texas Rangers, the Chicago White Sox. And this was my favorite game to stack yesterday. Uh, might be my favorite stack to you know go up against today. Uh, we got Lucas Giolito on the mound, a guy that I've been targeting this year. Uh, I'm probably going to continue to target him. Seems like a great stop, spot to you know be targeting this guy. And then we got Ariel Gerardo. And uh, I don't know much about Ariel Gerardo, but uh, don't think he's going to be a guy that I uh, you know am going to be playing or anything like that. I think it's someone that we could target again. I know he's a righty on the mound, but uh, what's your take on this game overall? Is this a game where you're just going to uh, load up on the bats again? Yeah, definitely going to load up on the bats. And I'm actually, I think I've got a lot more interest on the White Sox here versus the Rangers. I mean, this Ariel Gerardo, uh, he hasn't been producing really much in in double-A ball. I mean, it's got a K rate of 12.9%, walk rate of 5.7%, home run per nine is at 1.2. Uh, so, you know, he's not really anything that, that's going to – you know, make me make me stop and take a hard look. I know we like to stream pitchers against the White Sox, but uh, this guy coming up from from Double A to face this offense that's boom or bust. I think tom- I think tomorrow it'll be a lot more boom uh, than bust. So uh, I got a lot of interest here in a White Sox offense that that may go overlooked tomorrow uh, on a slate that you know doesn't may- that might not provide as much offense. Yeah, definitely struggle. Uh, definitely someone that uh, you know, has struggled in the past. Someone I want to target against. And here's the thing: we don't really know what his pitch count is, how stretched out he's going to be. It's obviously something to uh, you know monitor. And on top of that, if he's going to have this issue, right? Uh, 
you know, going out there and not having to be able to throw enough pitches, like we get that Rangers bullpen. And I don't know about you, but I love that Rangers bullpen. It's definitely one that I target a ton. So I like this White Sox offense. Definitely want to be targeting. The one thing that's so frustrating is Nick Delmonico. He's like a lefty that I would love for cheap in this lineup, but he got hurt today. Uh, he left the game, though he's out for like four to six weeks now. So that's uh, a little bit frustrating, but, uh, you know, guys like Yon Moncada, I'll have a lot of interest in him. He'll be someone that I like to roster. Uh, still think I'll be going, uh, you know, to guys like Yomer Sanchez. Again, he's another guy on the left side of the plate. Uh, like uh, Jose Abreu, even though he's better against lefty, sure, he's still, uh, you know, really talented hitter. So I think this White Sox offense will be one I want to get exposure to. And then on the opposite side against Gilito, I mean, I'll be all over since you chew again. Uh, Gallo, Mazar, I mean, this is a great spot for these guys. Odor for cheap. Uh, just, I feel like we can't uh, ignore this game. It's going to be one where I'm going to get cash exposure to and a lot of tournament exposure. Absolutely. Uh, you know, a, a lot of people don't like Texas. They do strike out a lot. Uh, so do the White Sox. But when they're hot, they're hot. And, uh, you know, you, you look at this offense, Chu, Mazar, Gallo, uh, Jerks, and Profar. Uh, when these guys make contact, the ball goes a very long way. And so I want to, you know, try to get as much exposure to this game as, as I possibly can, especially with Giolito on the mound. Uh, he hasn't shown me anything that's going to make me uh, intimidated by him. And so, you know, you look all up and down this lineup uh, and they're starting to get a little bit more healthy, especially with Rubenet Odor back in the lineup, back in that seventh spot. Uh, I just think this is a good offense to target. One of the more consistent hitters on this team has actually been Delino DeShields. Uh, if you watch the guy play, he gets a, a, a bunt, he gets on base and then he's stealing two. Before you know it, he's got 15 points, 20 points. So I, I really think DeShields is going to be a difference maker here for this team tomorrow. Yeah, and I'll just pull it up now. I mean, if Wellington Castillo's behind the plate, that's obviously going to give a, bunk to, uh, a bump to the Shields. But I'll just check to see what, what the stolen base uh, upside is against him. And if you look in eight starts in 2018, uh, you know, he's given up 11 stolen bases. And I'm sure Wellington Castillo is part of that. So uh, great call on that. I think uh, the Shields is going to be a guy we're going to want to get some cash game exposure to and uh, uh, tournaments too. I think this is a great lineup to target here. Uh, ha- have to love this uh, game overall. I'm going to be all over it again. I was all over it today. Uh, I'm not going to miss out on it again uh, on this slate. Uh, yeah. That about wrap it up. You want to move on to the next game? Yep, let's move on to the next game. All right, next one up, Milwaukee Brewers, Minnesota Twins. Uh, eight and a half total here. We got Freddie Peralta. Oh, man, that reminds me of Willie Peralta. Remember oh, that gas boy. can? Absolutely. Man, <laughs> I, I miss him. I saw Peralta and got excited. But Freddie Peralta versus Fernando Romero. And, uh, I mean, First take a look at this game. I mean, Romero's not that bad of a pitcher. He 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 could actually, I think, have his way a little bit against this Brewers team. Uh, I'm not saying I. I mean, six point four K is a nice price uh, on drafting. I think that's an interesting like tournament option. But uh, you know, Peralta is he a guy we want to target? This game just feels like one of those games where I think these uh, two pitchers might be able to just get the job enough uh, done. Where I don't really want to target the offenses too much. Maybe take some guys as one offs here and there. Uh, but just not like go crazy stacking it up. What do you think about this game overall? Well, I mean, you know, I, I don't know how much guys are a believer in first starts, but uh, this Freddie Peralta guy, you give me a, a, a new pitcher going into Coors Field. I mean, this guy racked up 13 strikeouts, uh, first start in the majors. Uh, I don't think that's going to be sustainable. I kind of checked a few numbers on him. Uh, and, of course, they were showing his K rate at a whopping 61%. Uh, that's obviously not going to be sustainable at all. But he had a really good outing on his first start. Uh, I think if you're looking for some savings, I definitely think Freddie Peralta is someone that you can take a look at. Uh, not on DraftKings, he's 8,100, but on FanDuel at, uh, at 6,600. I uh, definitely think Peralta is someone that, that you can look at against his Twins offense. Uh, I, don't, I don't like to pick on the Twins, but if you need the salary relief, I definitely think Peralta is someone, someone you can invest in. Yeah, so you're telling me a 52.4K uh, to walk percentage isn't sustainable? No way that's uh, going to stick for the rest of his career? I don't know if you watch any WWE, but uh, No Way Jose. Oh, I do watch <laughs> WWE. You're a WWE guy too? I, oh, I love the No Way Jose. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, that's going to be awesome. We'll have to work some, we're going to have to work some WWE references in here. That'll be yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, we're going to have to work something out, yeah. Oh, man, that's awesome to hear. Didn't know that. So, oh, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, if I can think of some along the way, I will I will drop some in. But uh, <laughs> all right, yeah, let's uh, let's keep going, though. Like Peralta, like I said, I don't know. It's just really a game where I don't mind these pitchers for cheap options. I think they're going to be really interesting guys to look at. I mean, if you look at Peralta, too, uh, 
going against the Twins, uh, if you want to target this Twins offense, if I told you, hey, uh, lefties or righties, which pitchers would you rather? You'd rather a righty. And Peralta, you know, he's a righty here. 26.6K uh, percentage against righties uh, for the Twins offense. This is a spot where I think uh, Peralta could be really interesting for cheap. I also think Romero could be pretty interesting. Uh, all Overall, it's just one of those games where I don't really love the offenses. Maybe if you guys want to take, uh, you know, guys that you think have a good shot at all, a solo shot here and there, I, sure, that's fine. But I don't know. It's one of these games I think is just going to go like, you know, uh, maybe like 4-1, 3-1, 3-2, just really low-scoring game with these uh, two younger, talented pitchers kind of uh, squaring off. So I don't think I need to just get exposure to these offenses that much. Uh, I don't know. Any prices stick out to you uh, that specifically that you're seeing that you might want to take a shot on? Like Travis Shaw at 3.8K against Romero is kind of interesting. That's really cheap for Travis Shaw. Yeah, I definitely think Travis Shaw means he's been seeing the ball really well recently. I've uh, been swinging a, swinging a hot bat. I, I definitely think Travis Shaw is someone you can look at every day for now until he cools off. I mean, I think the Brewers scored, what, seven or eight or nine runs uh, yesterday, I think it was. So uh, when I look at this team, I mean, he's the anchor of this team. If he's not doing well, a lot of times it just really kills the action. So I definitely always want to invest in Travis Shaw. Uh, especially against Fernando Romero doesn't scare me. Uh, you know, overall, I do like him as a, as a young prospect. But, yeah, Travis Shaw is definitely someone we can look at this lineup. Yeah, and th- one thing to remember, too, is, like, again, uh, and I-, I was looking at the uh, Fandle price when we saw 3.8. I thought it was DraftKings. I messed up on that. But, oh, that's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, 4.5 is still fine. Like, But the one thing to note with the just having righties in this park is uh, the lefty power is suppressed in this park. Uh, it's better to be a righty here. And when those right-handed pitchers are in there against those righties, that's obviously good for them. So uh, it's something to note, too. I just think it's a better spot to really look at these pitchers uh, for, for cheaper and kind of take some shots on these guys instead. So uh, like these guys, I think they're interesting tournament options that we can consider. Uh, Ray, move on to the next one? Absolutely. All right, next one up, we got the Baltimore Orioles and the Boston Red Sox. This is Dylan Bundy, man, the uh, the case of Dylan Bundy. Uh, that, that one start where he was a disaster, and then, you know, next start out, he was 5.5K on DK, and then he went off uh, against Rick Porcello, right? Uh, should should be a really interesting game. Uh, I mean, Dylan Bundy, he's a guy that I'm buying in, I'm a believer in, but against the Red Sox offense, uh, talk about this first, Will, because I think when you see the price on Bundy, right, on DraftKings, I mean, we're looking at 6.9K. I think it's a really interesting price tag to talk about, but this is the Red Sox offense, and I'm not in the business of targeting the Red Sox offense, especially Mookie Betts, who he talked about hot streaks. Uh, there's no one hotter than him right now. So, uh, yeah, what's your kind of take on this game? Absolutely, especially, I mean, if you watch the game uh, earlier, Mookie Betts pretty much was all of the Red Sox offense, home run double, home run, oh man, just an amazing player right now. Uh, I'll plug in something to the siege. He's probably going to get my vote for MVP at the moment. Mookie Betts definitely uh, has been teeing off, but no, I I don't want any parts of Dylan Bundy. Uh, He's just just shown some inconsistency recently that I don't want to pick on with these Red Sox. I mean, top to bottom. Uh, this Red Sox offense has just really, really been effective. Uh, and, and a lot of it is they've been hitting for power. I mean, it's just a team that you look at their, their box score, just how many runs they score a day, five, four, five, six, almost every day, just autoplay. Betts, Hanley, J.D., Xander, uh, this lineup has just really been on fire. So Dylan Bundy is definitely not someone I, I have any interest in. Uh, if you hop on the other side there with Porcello, uh, Porcello is someone that really started out the year hot and, uh, you know, it's really kind of cooled off as of late. But we know that this Baltimore offense strikes out a ton. And so Porcello is someone I, I, I definitely have a lot of interest in uh, on this particular slate. Yeah, I, I kind of have interest in Porcello too. The, the only problem is it just feels like maybe it ends up being the wrong slate with all these like uh, high-end pitchers that uh, we'll get to a couple more. But I don't know. It seems like it might be the wrong slate. I think it's a solid spot for him. There is some K upside. And if you want to play it, I think it's fine. I understand maybe taking a shot in tournaments. But I don't know. I just think there's other plays I'm going to gravitate to instead. On the opposite side, yeah, I'm not going to play any Bundy, not against this Red Sox offense. Uh, I might not go crazy with the Red Sox offense. Uh, I know they have a 5.51 implied total. But uh, I don't know. It's like I, I don't know if I would just stack them up. They're so expensive. That's the only oh, problem. Geez. Yeah, this. I mean, I was looking at it the other day. I mean, and, and I'm primarily a fan duel player. So, you know, when I'm looking at price and I see Mookie at 5.4. You know, that's a brand new pitcher coming into the fold. Benintendi, 4.3. Hanley, 4K. Z, uh, J.D. Martinez is 5.2K. Uh, just a, an extremely 
extremely expensive offense. And so just me, you know, looking at the slate overall, if I'm going to play this offense, I'm going to have to play Freddie Peralta or Fernando Romero. I'm not going to really have room to, to spend up. So uh, definitely offense, you, you may want to take some one-offs. And if you think they, you know, light up Dylan Bundy for 15 runs tomorrow, then uh, you may want to stack him and, and take your chances. But, uh, yeah, definitely offense we want to target. But like you said, very expensive. Very expensive. Yeah, or uh, you know, get that pirate stack in there, right? That cheap pirate stack that we uh, talked about a little bit. I mean, that could work. Yeah. I, I totally think that's a way you can make it work too. So uh, play around with that, uh, Will. If you you know if you like the Red Sox enough, and you, you said you like the Pirates early, I think that's an interesting one to maybe pair up together. So uh, and see what pitcher kind of gets you. But uh, should be interesting. Uh, again, like yeah, the Red Sox are one of those offenses where like I'll never talk anyone out of playing them. But again, they're just kind of expensive, and it'll be tough to get a lot of these guys uh, in your lineups. Uh, any, anything else in this game? Uh, no interest. In, uh, no interest in the Orioles' bats. You want to just move on to the next one? Yeah, let's just move on to the next one. All right, we got the Arizona Diamondbacks, New York Mets. And I don't know if you know, I'm a New York Mets fan, uh, so uh, it pains me to watch this team play because they, you know, it just seems like every day someone's getting injured or something's going wrong. But, uh, yeah, we got Patrick Corbin on the mound against Steven Matz. And uh, this is, like, kind of a, you know, seven total. It's a really, like, low game. Expecting a pretty good, uh, you know, Vegas is expecting a pretty good game from both pitchers. Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, 3.64 run total. The Mets at a 3.36. I think Matz is a really interesting cheap option that could have some upside here. And I also like Corbin here. I mean, this Mets offense is horrific. A lot of their better hitters are on the left side of the plate. Uh, it should be a great spot for both these pitchers. What else do you think? Uh, I definitely have a, have some interest in Patrick Corbin. Uh, and maybe I'm a little biased with the Mets pitching staff, but uh, Steven Matz, I've just tried to avoid him until I feel like he's back to form. Now, he's had a few good starts this season. Uh, but just overall, he's just been a little bit too inconsistent for my taste uh, for me to want to invest in him as a primary option. Uh, on DraftKings, you know, obviously, you know, maybe as an SP2 at 6,200, uh, especially if you think this Arizona offense is, uh, isn't going to score any runs and, and you're thinking the same thing as Vegas, I definitely think, you know, maybe there you can play him as an SP2. Uh, but on FanDuel, I just, I just have no interest in that. Uh, but a whole lot of interest in, in Corbin. Uh, this this Mets team offense has shown a, a great ability to strike out a ton, especially recently. Uh, I remember I was watching a game where, you know, they, they ran out a bunch of lefties uh, against um, – God, what's the guy from Atlanta? Atlanta's my favorite team, by the way. Oh, so we're rivals here. Yeah, uh, yeah. I got, and I got to deal oh, with you, probably. Right. I got to deal with your great offense for the next, like, I don't know, five like to ten years. Oh, this is going to be frustrating. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not a bandwagon fan. I've been a fan, so I've been where you are right now. The Braves have been terrible for 10, 12 years now, so uh, I'm not going to celebrate any World Series pennants yet. We still got to wait and see. But, uh, yeah, I ran, you know, uh, God, I'm, I'm losing my, my train of thought with the Atlanta pitcher. But, anyway, uh, I ran him out there against this, this offense. I mean, he racked up seven any seven Ks. Uh, the Mets offense is just one I'm targeting right now almost every day. Uh, speaking of which, give you a little insight into my game. I play Zach Golly tonight. That's how much I don't believe in this Mets offense right now. So, uh, you know, uh, Patrick Corbin, definitely someone I think I'll have some interest in on tomorrow. Yeah, I think you should. I think it's a game where you can just double stack the pitchers and it's fine. Like I did that today in one of my main tournament teams. I had the ground. I had Godley loved it. I uh, thought it was good. And I think you did that again with Corbin and Matt's totally. The one thing I, I, I have an issue with Matt's and uh, I've tracked this for a while. It was one of those things I've stumbled upon messing around on Brooks baseball, but uh, he doesn't like throw the slider or fastball anymore. He just throws the sinker 66% of the time against lefties against righties 57% of the time. And he throws a curveball and a changeup. Like he does not throw a fastball or a slider. And that was when he was successful. When he was throwing that uh, slider was when he was most successful. When he lost that pitch, then it was downhill. He was still throwing his fastball last year, but that didn't do anything. I mean, that slider was important. He's thrown it 2% of the time this year against lefties and righties. He's starting to work it in. So until I see that slider back, I mean, I am still worried about Matt. Some people say it's because he was pitching with an injury last year, and that's part of the problem. I don't know. I, again, I, I get it. I think he's got really good stuff, and he can obviously uh, be good on any game and have some nice games. Like he's he's done it there right? against Washington that twenty four game uh, against the uh, Rockies. He had a pretty decent game, getting nineteen fantasy points. I think he'd obviously do it here, but uh, I'm not expecting the old Stephen Matz to arrive out of nowhere. Some people are just waiting for that to happen, waiting for the variants to come. I think he ha he's going to have to get game these pitches back. That's just what I think. Uh, sure, he could still have good games because I think he's a very talented guy, but with the pitches he's using, he's just very 
very limited in my opinion. So uh, that's what I feel on Mats. Uh, I think he's in play because of the price and because of that offense, that Arizona offense, they're kind of like the Mets right now. Kind of watered down, not that great. Uh, it's definitely, you know, a team where I think both these teams are just like really bad offenses that I want to kind of target a little bit. Uh, obviously getting Jake Lamb back is going to be helpful, but he wasn't like really, he didn't have that many uh, at bats down low and they brought him up kind of quick uh, in my opinion. So I don't know. And obviously lefty lefty. That's not going to be, you know, he could not even be in the lineup that day, but all in all, I think the pitching is interesting. I love Corbin. I think he's a really nice upside pitcher has a really nice price tag uh, on DraftKings at 10 K uh, or sorry, FanDuel at 10 K. I uh, think he's someone that we're going to look to target. Then on DraftKings at 11-3, he's uh, still a fine play. But uh, obviously, I'm still on Team Scherzer over him if I have to pick. You agree with me on that? Absolutely. One, one quick tidbit, though. Uh, if I had to take anyone from this offense, I mean, I think it'd be Steven Souza uh, against Steven Matz. You know, Souza's proven to be, uh, you know, somewhat of a lefty masher over his career uh, at a very reasonable price, 2.3K on, on FanDuel. Uh, I think that's definitely someone you can you can look at for uh, for your cash games. Yeah, definitely think Souza is a guy that that'll certainly be in play. Uh, you know, he's he's been cheap around the industry and he, he still remains cheap. So definitely someone that I think we could look to. Uh, you know, just don't want to go too crazy with this game though. Uh, oh, but no, not at all. All right, let's go on to the next one then. Uh, and uh, this is one that I would love to target, but uh, who knows what the weather will be because we've had weather with this team the past two days. Uh, first it was Atlanta in your your spot. Now it's in Cincinnati. Uh, we got the Chicago Cubs and the Cincinnati Reds. We got Jose Quintana going up against Sal Romano. And, uh, you know, first look, obviously, uh, Jose Quintana at 7.5K. I mean, that's a great price tag on him uh, on FanDuel. You know, have to like that price. DraftKings, he's at 7.4K, still a great price tag. And this Reds offense is not a good offense. Seems like a good spot to target him. And the opposite side, Sal Romano, we get this Cubs offense in this really small ballpark. Uh, How do we not have interest in the Cubs? Uh, What's your thoughts on this game? Man, I mean, you look at this Cubs offense. uh, They've probably been my most frustrating team this year. Uh, very inconsistent, but against Sal Romano, I mean, I have no issues rolling them right back out again. Uh, you know, if this offense starts to click, look out. They're probably going to be the same price as the Boston guys. Uh, but you got Rizzo here, uh, who's who's been one of their most consistent hitters long-term. This year hasn't been as great as his batting average is down, but he had that, that back injury that kind of has hindered him this year. But, uh, I mean, at third base here, Chris Bryant, one of the, one of the best hitters on this team, uh, I mean, at, at this point, if the weather's okay, I mean, I feel like he's almost a lock button tomorrow uh, against Sal Romano, who's going to have limited strikeout upside uh, against Chris Bryant, who, who's really only striking out, I think, at about 17, 18% this year. Uh, and so, yeah, this this whole Cubs offense, top to bottom, Javi Baez strikes out a lot, but has got a lot of power. Uh, so, so against Sal Romano, I've got no problems there. Schwarber, uh, Almora. Uh, ben Zobris may be leading off uh, possibly tomorrow. So I definitely have a lot of interest here in the Great American Small Park. Yeah, and uh, I know you said you're a hot streak guy too, right? Like Cubs, they got eight runs today. So they're the hot streak starting possibly. Uh, I mean, it is the Reds and it is his ballpark. So I think there's reasons for that too. But uh, I think we want to be getting on the Cubs now. Maybe when people are still worried to jump on them, but I, I want to be targeting Sal Romano. This is a great spot for a lot of those guys you mentioned. Uh, definitely going to be loading up on Cubs as much as possible, as long as the weather holds. So uh, let's hope for that. Uh, any interest in Quintana? I didn't hear you mention him much, but I think he's kind of interesting. I think mean, there's a lot of really good pitchers on this slate overall. Uh, a really interesting slate with pitching. So what do you think about him? Like this Reds offense is one that, uh, like, pull up the plate IQ right now. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember what their K percentage. Last I looked, it was like 30%, I think, against lefties. Let's see if it's changed much. Uh, yeah, it's at uh, – it's at 29.5% against lefties uh, using 2017 and 2018 data. We use 2018 though, just to make sure. And it's at oh 33.7% against lefties. I mean, this Cincinnati offense is one to target and Quintana's a guy that I don't know, like what's wrong with him right now. Like he's not, uh, has not been the same, but it's just a really cheap price tag on a guy that I want to buy in on and be a believer in. And this offense is just so bad. I think it's, he's interesting. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely think uh, Quintana's interesting. I mean, I, he hasn't been as good as I thought he was going to be long term when he when he came over from the White Sox. Uh, but I have a little bit of interest. But one of the guys I don't want to pick on in, in this Reds lineup, uh, Mr. Eugenio Suarez. My goodness, he's been on fire most of the year. Uh, so if there's anybody I you know that I would maybe take from this this Reds offense, it would be him. Uh, and maybe Billy Hamilton, 
uh, especially if we can get on base and, and snag a few bags. But uh, overall, no interest in the, the Reds offense outside of outside of Suarez. And then uh, with Mr. Quintana, I have some slight interest, uh, especially with his price on uh, on DraftKings at 7100 uh, I think that's very reasonable. I think that's a very safe, safe price for him. I mean, he hasn't been stellar this season. But overall, I definitely think he could he could get the job done tomorrow. And you know he's going to have the run support uh, with the Cubs going to get Sal Romano. So, yep, that's all I've got on him. Yeah, for sure. Agree with you on that. Ready to go to the next one? Absolutely. We got the Miami Marlins, the Atlanta Braves, your Atlanta Braves, uh, eight and a half total, Jose Urena against Sean Newcomb. And uh, I'm a big Newcomb fan. Uh, definitely not looking forward to going up against him, uh, you know, for like the next whatever round of years it's going to be. Newcomb's with the Braves. So uh, he's kind of a guy that I like. But the problem is the Marlins are not an offense that I really like to target too much. I think it's just a day where, you know, Newcomb at his price at 11.5K on DraftKings at 9.2K on FanDuel. I think I just stay away. It's not that I don't like the kid, but uh, that pesky Marlins offense can be a problem. And then on the opposite side, man, have to love this Braves offense gets against Jose Urena, who's been getting hit hard. Uh, would you agree on that? Absolutely. Uh, and I know a lot of people are probably uh, starting to abandon ship. The Braves have been pretty cold here recently, uh, especially at home. It's been, it's been really, really weird watching them play. They go on the road, they score 10 runs, they come home, they score five or two or three. So it's been really interesting watching them play. But against Mr. Jose Urena, uh, I have a lot of interest in his Braves offense. Uh, let's not stop the train now. I mean, you look at this lineup top to bottom, Albies, Acuna, Freeman, uh, the best hitter on the team so far this year, Mr. Nick Marcakis. Uh, Ender Ciarte has been been playing pretty well as of late. Uh, so yeah, I've got a lot of interest in this this Braves offense against Urania. Uh, I, I actually think the Vegas total might be a little wonky on this one, uh, just just because they've got the Braves at pushing pushing five runs and they've just been so ineffective. But uh, definitely think they they could they could light the barn on fire here. Yeah, definitely an offense I want to target, especially, you know, free money Freddie against uh, a really bad pitcher. Here's a question for you, and I, I, I kind of figured he probably had good BVP. Are you a BVP guy? You know, you got to tell the people, right? You got to take a stand. In this industry, you have to either be team BVP or not. That's what they tell you. But uh, what's your take on BVP? You a fan of it? Well, I, I don't want to say I'm on both sides of it. I understand both sides of it. Uh, I'm, I'm more of a, I want to see a few more at bats. So I, I'm not, I'm not the old three at bats, two home runs type BVP guy, but if you've got, you know, pushing 20, 30 at bats against a pitcher and I'm starting to see some consistency that I'll typically buy in. Uh, but outside of BVP, if a pitcher is bad, I, I want to target you. So BVP or no BVP, I'll target Jose Urania every start. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I mean, Freddie Freeman better have good BVP, right? He's six for 14 with a home run. He's got four walks. He's going to crush your tomorrow. feels like we're getting a Freddie Freeman home run tomorrow. So uh, obviously like him in this spot, going to be a, a guy to target, but he's just getting, they're just expensive. That's the problem. I love this brace stack, but they're starting to get a little pricey that Albies, Acuna and Freeman stack. And uh, that'll lead you obviously to having to play kind of cheaper pitchers. Uh, so that's the only problem with the brace stack right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Anything else in this game? Uh, I just don't think we play any of these Marlins. We just kind of, you know, go on from there and uh, go to the next game. Well, you know, I, I don't want to play the Marlins, but one weakness we've had this year, our bullpen has just been God awful. Uh, you know, we've had several games where we've blown up. So, I mean, if, if something just happens to blow up with Newcomb here and they get in in the sixth and seventh inning and string, can string together some runs, uh, especially with the reverse splits of Newcomb, Justin Bohr is someone I, I, I'll have some interest in as a one-off, um, and JT Romuto, uh, two guys that, are, that have shown some consistency in this lineup. And the only reason why, uh, Travis, is because you look, it's going to possibly be in the high 80s tomorrow. The humidity is going to be up. Uh, so, you know, when, it, when it's great hitting weather like that, I, I try to look at both sides and see what adva advantages we can take. And I definitely think Justin Bohr and JT Romuto are two guys we may be able to look at tomorrow in this game. All right. Uh, that's that's fine. Not not my cup of tea, but hey, uh, that that's all you. Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't played the Marlins. Actually, I think I played them once this year. That's it, though. But uh, <laughs> won't be the spot for me. Uh, but hey, uh, obviously don't hate that analysis. Uh, obviously makes sense uh, for sure. Let's go on to the next game. New York Yankees, Kansas City Royals. This is an eight and a half total. We got Luis Severino against Danny Duffy. And, Man, looking at a bad lefty and Danny Duffy against this Yankees offense that has all these high-powered righties, uh, 
you know, we talked about liking the Boston offense for obvious reasons, but man, I'm kind of thinking the Yankees offense is one I'd rather get more exposure to on this late. What's your take on this game? Uh, I guess first talk about, uh, talk about the Yankees offense, and then we'll go on to the, uh, you know, Severino after. Absolutely. Uh, this is by far and away one of the top offenses on the slate. Uh, you know, you've got Judge, you've got Stanton, and uh, just a little peek into my personal notebook, you know, the Yankees have kind of been a letdown today uh, against Mr. Jacob Junis, and now they get Mr. Danny Duffy coming to town. Uh, definitely think that the Yankees are on board for, for a big splash play here. Uh, Gary Sanchez, even Hicks. Uh, one of their better hitters at the bottom, Glaber Torres, has just been on fire uh, for half of the year. Uh, and a hard. Maybe they'll play Austin tomorrow. I definitely got a lot of interest in this Yankees offense from top to bottom to a guy that's been really susceptible to fly balls and home runs. Yeah, that uh, that that notebook you have, spiral notebook, uh, three ring binder. What do you got over there? Oh man, this is this is a, a spiral notebook that that I keep with me at all times. Write everything in it. It's my my fancy oh. bible. Yeah, you're old school then. You're you're going on the the pen and paper, no spreadsheet life. Uh, man, that's uh, that's interesting. Well, no, no. I mean, I've got my own sports models and everything like that. But these are just little notes I like to take that kind of keep me honest, you know, day to day. Yeah. So obviously, you know, sometimes writing stuff down helps you helps you remember it more too. So uh, that's definitely something I I know for sure. But uh, yeah, love this Yankees offense is an offense that we got to be targeting here. And I want to get exposure to them on the opposite side. I mean, Severino has been phenomenal this year. And if we look, I mean, Hey, we get the, we get this awful Royals offense. I mean, this seems like an absolute perfect spot uh, to just, dominate like it's tough because i love max scherzer at the top but uh man severino is kind of interesting against this royals team i mean this is not an offense to be feared i'm not thinking that you know he's gonna get blown up at all it's like if kansas city you know hits him i would be shocked i'd be absolutely shocked totally so you look at the k percentage that's the one thing that you worry about though right i know severino is really really talented but uh this year at least in 2018 uh their straight up percentage against righties is 13.9 percent against lefties is uh 15.5 that is my one worry i know it's a small sample just this year we're starting to get to the point where the sample's getting big enough where i don't know i just think max is probably the better option over severino because i worry about the upside for strikeout sure he's going to be safe i think severino will pitch efficiently but uh do you worry about the strikeout upside of severino like i do yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be your main concern there, uh, the low strikeout rate on these guys. Uh, but the other thing that, that, that gives me a little bit more interest in Severino, if uh, Scherzer ends up not pitching tomorrow, I mean, these guys, ISO is just incredibly low. I mean, you look up and down this team, John Jay, Solaire, and, and I know people. some people think Solaire is the next coming in Giancarlo Stanton. Let me tell you, folks, this guy's not that good. Uh, you know, Whit Merrifield, Alex Gordon, these, these guys, the ISOs are so low. So I don't see any balls leaving the yard, which gives me a lot of interest in Severino. Uh, you know, a guy that's been really efficient, uh, can probably get you a strikeout per inning. And, and if he's pitching well, they're going to leave him in the game. So, you know, he could end up going seven, eight innings and possibly go the distance. Uh, so Severino is someone I definitely have a lot of interest in. All right, uh, I'm guessing no interest in that. No interest in the uh, not Rays. Uh, no interest in the uh, Royals bats. Uh, just move on from this one and go to the next game. Yeah, not much interest there. All right, we got two games left in the slate, and uh, still pretty good ones. Uh, again, more pitchers I think to like. Uh, we got Sergio Ramo, uh, Ramo against uh, Andrew Heaney, and uh, you know the Rays offense is not one I've been targeting a ton this year. I've been kind of been worried about it, but Andrew Heaney is an interesting option at, at this price tag. I think he's someone to consider. I mean, seven point seven K on Fanduel on DraftKings, nine point one. Uh, it feels pricey, but Heaney's been really good, and this Rays offense uh, is. You know, again, it's not one I've been targeting this year, but it's not one that I'm afraid of. Do you have any interest in Heaney or and on the opposite side? That that Angels offense is a, is a high powered offense. It seems like against Romo, uh, we want to get some exposure, right? Absolutely, uh, Andrew Heaney. I mean, I mean, we saw what he did to Houston in the last game. Um, this 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 Rays offense is not nothing that's going to make me shy away. Uh, you know, maybe I'll take a CJ Crone or a Wilson Ramos, uh, guys that have a little power. But outside of those guys, this offense doesn't doesn't scare me at all. And with this strikeout potential, uh, definitely someone I think you can look at, especially at a very efficient price of seven point seven on uh, on FanDuel. Uh, definitely someone I think I think you can look at there. And then you know, you go over the DraftKings. Uh, he's ninety one hundred. I think that's very expensive. 
uh, but on FanDuel 7700, I think that's someone you can take a look at. And then you look at this Angels offense. I mean, my goodness, what's not to like here against Mr. Sergio Romo? I mean, you got Trout, Cozart back at the top because Kinsler was having some struggles. Uh, Upton, I even like Pujols for good contact. Andrelton Simmons, uh, one of their more consistent hitters. I think this is a, a very good offense to attack tomorrow and probably will go a little overlooked uh, because they're playing a lot later in the day. Yeah, uh, definitely agree with you on that. Uh, any more, anything else to talk about in this game? I don't have much else to say. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely a huge believer in this Angels offense just in general. I think if you told me to stack them up today and they'd go under own, I would agree. It probably will happen, right? When it looks like it might be blown out in this game too. It might be like 70 degrees, so that's obviously nice. Uh, I just think this could be an under own offense that people don't really target, and uh, I think they could be interesting. Uh, it's just, again, I know it's not the uh, sexiest play. There's uh, other offenses like the Yankees, the Cubs, the Red Sox, but those are completely going around. So I kind of think they're interesting as a tournament stack here. Uh, do you agree? Absolutely, absolutely. The only thing might what, what, what kind of temper my ownership is they've just been really cold lately. Uh, it looks like they've been averaging about 1.3 runs their last three games. A lot of that probably has to do with the, a couple of the pitchers they've been facing, but – uh, I'm, I'm definitely not af- afraid of Mr. Romo. So Angels are definitely someone we can look at. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh, let's move on to the last game of the night. And we got the Detroit Tigers and we got the Seattle Mariners. And this is Mike Fires versus James Paxson, another guy who is really interesting on this late. Again, 9.4K on FanDuel, 12.2K on DraftKings. One of those aces that I think we have to talk about. This is a Tigers offense that I like to target, but it, they are kind of right-handed heavy. What's your take on this game? Well, I mean, James Paxton's been been pitching pretty well this year, uh, uh, very well, actually. One of the things that scares me with this game that, that some people may not agree with, as bad as this Detroit offense is on paper, they haven't been striking out a lot. And that's the one thing that, that really scares me with this offense. I mean, you think you can stream pitchers against them, and then you look and they're getting three strikeouts, five strikeouts, and, and not producing. So – uh, with with Paxton's elite talent, uh, definitely w- wouldn't mind rolling him out against Detroit. But you know, I, I would be a little weary there with their team only striking out combined. This this particular possible lineup at about nineteen point two percent. You know, I definitely think that that Paxton is someone I, I may have it in my number two slot tomorrow, rather than my number one spot. Yeah, so how about we rank them real quick for the people? Uh, let's say Max is on the slate. We got Max, Severino, Paxson, and Corbin. I'm not including Newcomb in this conversation. I, I, I like Sean Newcomb, but he, he is not, he's not getting that right to be in there yet. Right, yeah, least. not an ace yet. Not an ace yeah, yet. Yeah, I mean, uh, Corbin's just been so phenomenal. I know I don't want to put Corbin in there that much too, but uh, I feel like we have to at least uh, in this spot, especially against the Mets. But uh, how do you rank those guys? Give me Rank those four. For me, uh, I got Max first. I got Paxton, I think second then Corbin and then Severino I could see maybe flipping Paxton and Corbin but what's your uh what's your opinion on uh the order you put them in yeah when you I mean I I'd, I'd probably take Max up top believe it or not I think I'd take Corbin in my number two I know I just said Paxton would probably be my number two I think I'd take Corbin because the the Mets are going to strike out a little bit more uh, and then I think I'd take Paxton, then Severino. I think that'd be my my order for tomorrow. Yeah, that, that Paxton versus Corbin at the two is the tough one. And you get a discount, too, on DraftKings. Uh, let's see what the FanDuel price difference is. On FanDuel, the price difference is $600. Paxton is 600 cheaper. And then on uh, DraftKings, Paxton is 1000 more. So mm-hmm. uh, you can obviously uh, you know pick your spots on each site if you want to. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's going to be definitely a tough one to debate between those two guys. Uh, anything else in this game? We didn't talk about the bats a ton. Uh, Mike Fires is definitely a home run prone guy, uh, someone I think we target against. I kind of like Mitch Hanniger as a little sneaky uh, guy that created a home run here against Fires. Fires gives a lot of hard contact against righties. I think this could be an interesting spot for him. Uh, any Seattle bats that you like? Absolutely. Uh, Seattle is one of those teams throughout the year. Uh, you can catch some lightning in a bottle on the right slate. Uh, they can definitely win you a tournament. Uh, they t- they're typically playing in that 9, 10 o'clock slot where people want to check their winnings and see how they're doing before they go to bed. And I mean, you know, you look at this lineup. Uh, Gene Segura, Mitch Hanniger, Ryan Healy, Mike Zanino. Mike Zanino strikes out a little bit more than I would like, but this guy hits for a lot of power. Uh, You take some of these righties and and sign me up against Michael Fires, who who hasn't been pitching well this year. I definitely think this Seattle Mariners has some tournament winning upside uh, for our slate tomorrow. 
Yeah, I mean, you talked about Segura, too. Uh, you know, stolen base upside, too, on top of that. Detroit uh, Tigers giving up three stolen bases uh, this year so far with Fires. Last year with the Astros, he gave up 18. Uh, the year before that, only five. I mean, it's up and down, but uh, I don't know. It could be interesting uh, to see. Uh, I think there's some stolen base upside for Segura. So, uh, yeah, I think that call's fine there. Uh, any final thoughts, or do you want to go on to the last segment? The uh, We talk about the stack of the day. I don't know if you listen to the weekend grind much, but we, we do the stack of the day, and we pick our favorite stack. If you are, you know, rolling out one lineup for the day, who's who's the team that you like the most? Who's the team that you want to uh, kind of load up on here? So, uh, yeah, what's your favorite stack of the day, or do you want me to go first? I'm going to let you take this one. I, th- I think we're going to be on opposite ends of the spectrum. So I'll let you take it. All right. Uh, so, man, I mean, I'm a pretty chalky player, but uh, I- I'm going to go back. I'm just going to do the game stack. I know I'm giving you two here, but that Rangers-White Sox game is I'm just loading up on. Uh, it was my favorite stack yesterday. Uh, I- it kind of got burned by making a 2 2 swap off it a little bit, but it's I still won money yesterday, but it cost me a little bit. could have been a bigger night. Uh, but I'm going to go back to the well. I like the way that these teams line up. I think uh, targeting this Texas uh, bullpen is going to be fun. I think targeting Giolito is going to be a blast. So give me that Texas Rangers and White Sox game. I'm loading up on that. That's my stack of the day. Uh, normally, you only have to pick one, but I'm giving you both. I'm giving the entire game stack. Uh, what about you, Will? Uh, you know, this is going to sound very interesting, but I think my stack on the day, just based on some, some info that I love to dive into, I'm going to take Boston. I think Boston's going to be my stack of the day. Uh, they're going to go uh, a lot lower on because because of that pricing. And uh, listen, man, I don't I don't know how much you're in the Statcast data, but that's one of my one of my uh, prime time uh, things that I like to look at. And I mean, Dylan Bundy over the past you know three or four starts, averaging exit velocity 96 miles per hour, fly ball rated 50 percent, hard hit rated 50 percent, uh, average distance at about 260. Uh, sign me up uh, for, for, the, for the Red Sox against the guy that's been struggling to kind of find his way the past few starts. I know he had a good out in the last game, uh, but this is the Boston Red Sox. So I think Boston is going to be my, my, my stack of the day for, for consistency and upside. Yeah, I mean, I, I love StatCast data. I mean, we could team up like the Dudley boys. That's how much I like StatCast data. Uh, you know, we can grab a table and uh, put Dylan Bundy through it, basically. So, uh, love the StatCast data, man. I, I'm all about it. Uh, love all the stuff that's in the plate IQ with, like, the CX MOBA with that. I don't know if you check that out, but uh, I'm all about looking into that. I, I love finding guys who are hitting the ball hard. Uh, obviously, those are guys who are going to hit home runs, right? Uh, you have, if you're going to hit a home run, it's going to be hit hard. So, uh, I want guys who are hitting the ball hard and hitting it far, so I love that. And and, uh, yeah, I think the Red Sox are a great sack. And the one thing that is, is just going to be, they're going to be so expensive. They're going to be tough to make work. So it's going to be one of those things where you're going to have to be sitting there tinkering with that team, keep going and going and trying making it work. But uh, that could obviously make them go on their own because people get sick of, you know, they're, they're building their Red Sox sacks and they just throw their hands in the air and uh, you'll kind of move on to the cheaper one. That happens. So uh, I've done it before and then I kick myself later. So I like that call. Uh, any final thoughts on the slate uh, before we get on out of here, Will? It was uh, great to have you on here and uh, hopefully can have you back soon. Yeah, same here, man. No more thoughts. Uh, you know, everybody, you know, make sure you can serve your bankroll. And uh, let's go out there and have some fun tomorrow. All right. Again, thanks a lot for joining us. Will, he does not have a Twitter for some reason. He's a crazy person. Uh, I'm Travis Mangone. You can follow me at Travis Mangone. It's T-R-A-V-I-S-M-A-N-G-O-N-E. And uh, we are out of here. Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make Dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612, Craftsman offer valid through 619, U.S. only. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.